Nice. Who's drinking? I mean, no I just all it was burp. Yikes. All right, three, two, one. Wait, 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 wait. We don't have time to play around, he says. Wait, 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 wait. He says. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. E-Dub in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, Nose fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presenting to you by Noel Game Day. We are here tonight on this beautiful Friday night. Just to let you know, two of us are in college and we're recording on a Friday night. That means that we have no life. And Austin's also here, our basketball lead writer. Uh, to join us, our lead editor and writer, Dustin Lewis, is here also, the other college fellow friend on the podcast. How are you guys doing? We're recording here on, on like a Friday night, like I said, and it's just so fun to do this with you guys. I love spending my Friday nights with you guys. What an awkward introduction. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know how to continue on. How many times are y'all going to roast my introductions? Every single time, because they're always you didn't even tell you didn't even tell listeners to subscribe this time. Well, guys, thank you so much. We have seen a lot of growth lately, but guys, I can't remind you enough to make sure you're subscribing on iTunes if you're listening. Make sure you're rating five stars and please leave a review. We haven't seen a review in like a couple of days. Make sure you leave a review. We'll shout you out if you leave a five star review. Also, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, and then if you're anywhere else, if you're on Twitter, we're on Twitter at here, the spear, but yeah, we're, we're on Spotify, Google play, SoundCloud, Spotify, the two guys that are on here with me don't even know where all the places that we're at, but they just enjoy being on here on Friday nights. Cause they have nothing else to do. You ain't got to put it that way. <laughs> we got sent some cookies, didn't we? Dustin. Yeah, you want to talk about you want to talk about it now, or you want to talk about it later on? Well, I was just kind of giving some hype towards it. So whenever we have our guest on that brought the cookies from the baker and designer that made them, um, come on and talk <laughs> later after the podcast or at the end of the podcast. Yeah, uh, these are these are some really cool cookies. I don't want to give too much away, but we're gonna put some pictures out on Twitter and stuff. So check yeah. them out. And we're gonna we're gonna eat them on the podcast later, right, Logan? Yep, they're gonna taste. I have a feeling they're gonna taste really good. And our one of our listeners sent us cookies, and I'm looking at them now. One is a feather, one's the NG logo. We'll talk a little bit more a bit later in the podcast, but I think we should jump right into the quick hitters of the week, football and basketball related. Uh, earlier in the week, we had Aria on to preview the Florida State versus Virginia game, which ended up in a win for FSU. We'll get 
into that in a minute. But first, let's start off with a transfer uh, news coming out of Tallahassee. Former wide receiver Treshawn Harrison is headed to Oregon State. As we know, Treshawn Harrison was recruited by Willie Taggart from Washington over to Tallahassee. Now that Willie Taggart is gone, it looks like um, Treshawn Harrison is also elected to move on from Florida State and the university, and he's headed up uh, to the West Coast, uh, to Oregon, uh, to be up there with Oregon State. What are your thoughts on this, Dustin? Because, we, you know, we reported a couple weeks ago that Treshawn Harrison was indeed visiting Oregon State with his mother. Yeah, I mean, it it makes a lot of sense. I think we talked about it before, but the real reason he was even in Tallahassee in the first place is because of that relationship with, with Willie Taggart. And with Tiger being fired and, and moving on, Harrison can be back closer to his home state of Washington and still continue to play Power 5 football. Any thoughts on that, Austin? No, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> we knew he was visiting. I mean, we knew he was visiting Oregon State last podcast, and he's from Seattle, so it makes sense. What did you say it like that for? <laughs> I know. Because I'm making sure uh, Austin's awake over there. I know he's writing his basketball preview for the Miami <laughs> game. So I like that. you pissed Austin. off at him. <laughs> no, don't start anything like this. I know this is a Friday night. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, most people are out having fun with their friends, drinking a little bit out of a cl- out at a club or maybe a bar with the band. But I'm sitting at a desk looking at three monitors and my cat's beside me cleaning herself on Skype with two other people. Thanks you want to finish that sentence? I wanted to, to say to something else. Yeah, I wanted to say want, something else. Go ahead. Go back. Say what you want to say. No. No. I'm interested. Uh, nope. Nope. Not at all. No. That was, uh, that's it. That's it. But yeah, I'm not I'm not really surprised by this either. Um, Trayson Harrison is going to finish his career with the receiving yards of 355. Caught the ball 300, or 37 times. Damn. Yeah, I was about to say. One yard uh, to catch, huh? Uh-huh. Yep. And then three touchdowns in his career at Florida State. Um, Rushing-wise, he had uh, 5.5 yards per carry, if anybody gives a damn. Um, that's pretty much it. But, you know, we saw flashes of him in his first year at Florida State under Willie Tiger and Walt Bell. Um, yeah. Made a lot of plays. And then this last year, a lot of cons- uh, inconsistency. Uh, but it's, it's not a huge... Uh, surprised anybody and I don't think it's a huge blow to the wide receiver unit either because there's a lot of talent that's currently at FSU and also incoming uh, with one more that you know hopefully will will still stick with Florida State with Malachi Weidman yeah it does suck though because I I thought Harrison had the potential to be a game-changing athlete later on in, in his career I mean thinking about that play he made when he was a true freshman against Wake Forest. I think he caught the ball, juked a guy out, spun around another guy and ran it in for a touchdown. I was like, wow, there's the next uh, like star wide receiver right there. But, you know, in the end, it just didn't work out. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, official visits coming to Florida State this weekend. Like I said, we're recording on Friday night. So this is currently happening. We'll be, uh, for some others, we'll start tomorrow. Uh, LaDamian Webb is currently on campus along with uh, Donovan Kaufman. <clears throat> currently a Vanderbilt Vanderbilt commit, Corey Wren and Robert Scott, who is also currently an Ole Miss commit. Any uh, thoughts on these guys? 
coming in to visit uh, Florida State? Yeah, I mean, it should be an exciting weekend in Tallahassee for official visitors. Um, I think all all four of these guys are potential prospects that could wind up in this class. With Damian Webb, JUCO running back, I think I don't want to I don't want to say a lock, but I've I've talked with him a little bit. And I think if everything goes well over this visit, he's definitely going to be a Seminole. And then Donovan Kaufman, I think it just comes down to the comfortability with the coaching staff with TJ Rushing. He has really good relationship with Chris Marv and a couple other guys. Corey Wren, David Johnson has done a really good job there with the talented athlete out of Louisiana. And if FSU pushes, I, I think he's another guy that will wind up in the class. And then finally, Robert Scott, I think it just comes down to how this visit goes. Um, he's not he's not planned to visit Ole Miss, the school he's committed to, before National Signing Day, which is a little strange. So I think he could be on flip watch. Big weekend for Florida State uh, recruiting, and it's only the beginning until the start uh, of National Signing Day uh, weekend. It's just going to be a little bit longer in a couple of weeks. Which date is that again? <laughs> which day is what national signing day this week so then listeners national signing day is wednesday february 5th okay okay yep so mark that on the calendars i know a lot of people actually take off work i think i actually last year took off of work for that day and i think dustin did too maybe two years ago i'm pretty sure yeah whenever i think yeah the very first year with taggart i believe i took off and this year, we're the or FSU is expected to get a couple guys, so I think I'll probably try and take off work again so we can cover that correctly. Probably a good idea because uh, last time you uh, got off of work, it really wasn't uh, worth it because you didn't really do much. Anyways, on to the next. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I know you are. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> All right, on to the last thing here, football wise. Uh, Florida State now knows their season opener opponent, home opponent in Tallahassee. It's going to be the Sanford Bulldogs. Hopefully they're Bulldogs, right? Am I correct about that? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Correct. Uh, Florida State's going to be facing uh, the Bulldogs and 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 to open up the season in Tallahassee for their home opener. Uh, any any thoughts on this, guys? Any because Florida State just recently played Sanford two years ago. Yeah, hopefully they don't have a quarterback that lights us up again. <laughs> Duck Hodges, who is a Steeler, the Duck. Yeah, knew you had to say something about that. And I did. Um, I would just say this is probably the right spot for this game. Obviously, Florida State opens the season against West Virginia in Atlanta. Then they'll have this kind of tune-up game against Sanford. And then after that, they travel to Boise State, which from what we've seen, that could be a very strange kickoff time. So I think having an easy opponent at home before that tough game and all the travel that comes with it should probably benefit the team. Yeah, most certainly. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, eh, there's not going to be a lot of – not a lot of people going to that game, blah, blah, It's a sissy game. I'm like – Oh, Lord, Florida State fans just never stop. You know, it's mainly the Facebook crowd, but damn, you should be appreciative after coming home from an out-of-conference game in Atlanta 
a primetime game, no matter what it's going to be. It's either going to be a 3.30 game or a night game. Um, I doubt it's going to be a noon game. Um, it's going to be a primetime matchup. You're, you're coming back home the next weekend, and you're going to face Sanford. You, you just enjoy it. You'll most likely be getting a win out of it, too, and you'll get to see your new coach firsthand inside the stadium. <laughs> um, stop whining. Enjoy it. Enjoy a good time. So most likely, you know, a lot of these games now, they're no longer noon games. They're usually now later in uh, the day. So enjoy that. Have fun tailgating, watching some other games, and that's it. You know, it is, Facebook's just a different crowd. Um, but, yeah. I, I'm, which game are you – I'm sorry. Which game are you referring to? <laughs> the Sanford game or the Boise State game? Sam, I'm referring to Sanford game. Oh, Sanford game. game. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I think – I mean, it's the home opener with the new head coach – yeah. I don't really, I don't really care what the Facebook crowd is saying. It's, it's gonna be a pretty, pretty nice crowd. I don't know, I don't know, sold out because it is Sanford and Florida State's coming off a, a dreadful couple of years. Um, so, but I'd say, I'd say sixty-five thousand plus. Not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, enjoy it, enjoy it. You'll most likely be getting a win. You will be getting a win. Um. It could be the only. It's, one a, it's a stone cold lock. It's a win. Yeah. What do you say? What were you saying, Austin? I said it could be the only one you see. Jesus. Not the most optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty depressing there from Austin. You can tell he's a basketball writer. God, they're so fortunate. <laughs> fortunate. Wow. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, speaking of basketball, I think we should head into that part of the podcast. This podcast is not going to be as long as usual, not your regular hour and 45 minutes. Uh, it's been kind of a short week with stuff coming out, but I think the guys are going to be uh, get you all ready for a recap here regarding Florida State's win over Virginia and get you all ready for the Miami game. Florida State beats Virginia at home. Big game. Uh, number nine, FSU beats Virginia 54-50. to uh, kind of got scary near the end. Um, the Florida State pulls it out. Good crowd on hand. Student section was sold out like we talked about in the last podcast. But Florida State's on a roll. And they also, and what, from what we've seen in the last couple of days with matchups happening across the country, Florida State is most certainly going to be moving up in the rankings. What do you guys uh, got the latest on that? Yeah, so should they win on Saturday against Miami, they should be sixth. At the lowest, maybe even top five, depending on how the voters view Duke and their loss to Clemson. Um, and there's still plenty more matchups to happen this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Florida State, they're really starting to get up there in the rankings. And there's a, there's a lot of season left. So the important thing for them is just to stay guided. And there's not a better coach in America to help a team keep their focus than Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, and, and super hypothetical, but if they were to – Reach the top five, it'd be their first. It'd be Florida State's first time in the top five since the national championship game in 1973. Wow. Now that's pretty insane. Yeah, we've been sixth a few times. We were sixth in the Charlie Ward days and what did they get up to in uh, 2017? Yeah, it was number six. Yeah. So, yeah, this is very groundbreaking time for Coach Hamilton. Uh, like Logan said, a great win against Virginia on Wednesday night, even if it came a little ugly, but an ugly win is still a win. And this matchup against Miami, Miami is not great, but it's still Miami. It's still a conference game. It's still a rivalry, rivalry road game. 
and it's college basketball in 2020. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> well, yeah, just just talking about Virginia a little bit. You know, even though this game was close and the Cavaliers came in unranked, I mean, this is a team that was the defending national champions a season ago. They're having a bit of a tough stretch. They came into Tallahassee after losing two tough games back-to-back. And, I mean, with the way they played, you could tell they were extremely focused with not trying to get a third loss in a row. And Florida State took their best shot and came out on top. Yeah, Coach Hamilton said it multiple times, and they said it in the broadcast, too, that they knew they were going to get Virginia's best chance because you haven't seen them lose three in a row under Tony Bennett. And they gave their best shot. They were hitting some shots they normally don't hit. Granted, it was all one player who's averaging four points a game, hit three threes. Um, Kihei Clark looked a little out of funk. He was getting drives that you wouldn't expect from Florida State's defense, but his stats didn't end up being that great. He had eight mm. points, four four assists, and like nine turnovers. Um, I'm expecting that same kind, of, same kind of game plan against Chris Likes uh, this weekend against Miami because he's a very similar kind of player, short, fast, can score from anywhere. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> it was an interesting game. Devin Vassell was money the entire game. So was Anthony Polite. I know a lot of people have been dogging Polite, but he's been really good the last month or so. Yeah, and really at the beginning of this game, it looked like Florida State was in control. The Seminoles took a twelve to four lead, looked really good offensively to start off, and then Virginia just settled in on defense and. The next thing you know, the game goes probably eight eight minutes, close to eight minutes or so, without a Florida State make, and Virginia suddenly on top, fourteen twelve. So the the epitome, the the main thing of this game was just the crazy defense on both sides. I thought I thought both teams played excellent defense pretty much the entire game, and Florida State made just enough plays at the end to be able to pull it out. Yeah, there's not many games where you're going to go through three different stretches and three three different four minute stretches in a game without scoring and you still win. Yeah, Florida State found a way to do that, and that's phenomenal. Great teams find find ways to win games even when it's <laughs> ugly like that one was. Yeah, and I mean they did it on the back of the defense that has carried this team all season while they've been trying to find their offense. Yeah, and, forced a pretty good Virginia team to something like 18 turnovers, which you never hear of a Virginia team. Yeah, and a guy a guy you love, Austin, Anthony Polite, had his career game last night, four for four from three, um, made a clutch three with about two and a half minutes left that tied it up before Florida State took the lead on some Trent free throws and Trent Forrest free throws and never gave it back up. So Anthony Polite looking pretty good right now. Yeah, he's a He's just exuding confidence right now, and anytime a shooter has confidence, it's going to help them out. Um, Coach Hamilton said it, and you can see it in Polite. Last year, Polite shooting that shot with two and a half minutes left, you're going, why on earth, A, why is he in the game, and B, why is he shooting it? <laughs> but with this game, you just, you just had that feeling it was going in. He released it confidently. He's got that high release, so even though he was contested a little bit, it still went in, and that momentum is what we needed. He should have played more in the second half than he did. I think he only played those last four or five minutes yeah i'm surprised he's 20 20 minutes he had the second second most points on the team um overall on offense it was a a real grind i mean like we've said Devin Vassell hit some great shots Plight had a good game but outside of that a lot of guys struggled 
Yeah, Trent Forrest didn't have a basket outside of the first minute. Malik Osborne didn't have the game you expect from him. Rayquan Gwey went back to struggling again. MJ Walker had a struggling game. Um, and you, you knew that was going to be the case coming in. I wrote in my preview that expecting offensive fireworks between these two teams is like expecting yeah. sunshine <laughs> at midnight. And that's what it was. It was an ugly game. It was a defensive battle. And you, ne- you knew that's what it was going to be. Are you sure it was an ugly game? It was a fugly game. Because this, this quote from Leonard Hamilton had me laugh. That was pretty great. Some people will say this was not a very pretty game. It was beautiful to me. And for anyone that likes defense and basketball, that that's a game right there you need to watch. Two of the best teams, defensive teams in the country, just playing hard for 40 minutes. Yeah, I don't know why I expected either team to score 60 points. Yeah, me like neither. I predicted. That game in Virginia is going to maybe be a total of 80 points. <laughs> Should be exciting. <laughs> we have... Very different meanings of exciting. The race to 45, man. God, it's going to be brutal. I'm going to be there for it. <laughs> oh, you're going to that one? Yeah, I'm going to get tickets for that one. It's been like three and a half hours from me. So I'm going to take a day, go up there. You went to the Wake Forest game too, right? Yep, and I'll go and to... And they won. Yeah, exactly. I'm 2-0 at Wake Forest basketball. 0-1 in football. I think I'm going to go to NC State as well and hopefully Duke. We'll see. And Virginia Tech. And what about, you know, we, we, we posted earlier today, or actually yesterday, <clears throat> Dustin put out on nullgameday.com, which you guys can check out. Leonard Hamilton and FSU are currently reportedly working on a contract extension. Uh, you got any more info on this, Dustin? Well, I mean, I, I, I said this last time that we talked about Leonard Hamilton, but Austin, what's going on? You told me this man was going to retire. I didn't say that. I did not say that at all. We had a question last week asking who could potentially replace him. But then we met, then Arya counter-questioned us saying, well, what if he doesn't retire? And this is more proof to that he's not retiring. He's in good physical health, and he wants to keep coaching this, this monstrosity of a program that he's built, and he wants to see it through. I'm wondering if Arya had some inside insight that he didn't share with us. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it was only released just a few hours after he got off, huh? I, I know. It's I'm just saying. Yeah. But he might have known something. A little foolish. Happy for him. Get the bag. Mm-hmm. But yeah, according to the Tallahassee Democrat, the athletic department is working towards a contract extension with Leonard Hamilton. Um, David Coburn said he's here as long as he wants to be. The president and I have both told him that, and I don't think Coach has any anxiety about it. We are working on details. Um, Hamilton's contract expires following this season, so that's why they're working on this extension. How long do you think it's going to be for, Austin? He's done shorter extensions in the past, like just one or two years, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a two-year extension through 2022. Yeah, and I know – one more year, and Leonard Hamilton will be the longest tenured men's basketball coach ever at Florida State, which is pretty incredible. Wow. Pretty so impressed. many people wanted him fired 10 years ago. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I was one of the people that was starting to clamor like that um, after the after FSU won the ACC tournament in 2012 and then went on that slump without making a tournament for the next four years. So I was on that train for a little bit. I remember the last time – or maybe it was the second to last time they they extended Leonard Hamilton after one of the 
the NIT years. And I was like, really? They're extending Leonard Hamilton again? And, hey, he's done nothing but prove me wrong. So. And he was supposed to sign an extension. If it wasn't last year, it was the year before. Like, they had agreed to it, but he never signed. Um, I never found out any reason for it, but hopefully he actually signs this time. Uh, you already had the Miami. You already had the Miami game previewed and ready to roll. How are y'all feeling about that one? I feel weird about it. Just the way college basketball has been going this year, and yeah. Miami's been consistently blown out in every game that they. Good things to happen in this game. I don't know why. Oh, you're saying that Florida State may be. In concern of an upset scenario in Miami? <laughs> Is that what you're they saying right now to the they listeners? Abs- they absolutely should be. I still think Florida State wins, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than what everyone should be expecting. I was expecting the spread to open at four and a half, five points, and it ended up opening at seven, which is pretty high for a conference row game. Um, I just, I don't know. Every, last time we went overconfident against Miami, which was the 2017-18 season we lost. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Miami, last couple games have just been pretty rough for them. They lost 95-62 to at home against Duke, 74-58 to at Louisville, came back with an eight-point win against Pitt, and then lost at NC State by 17 points. So a rough stretch from them, I think, against Florida State. They'll probably figure it out a little bit, but it won't be enough to be able to defeat FSU. It's, it's tough when you have a five foot seven Chris Likes on your team, and five foot seven might be overstating his height. He's a short dude, and he's our leading scorer. Yeah, and he can score from anywhere. He really can. He's going to shoot five feet behind the arc if that's his open look. But defensively, so, he struggles so much. So we're literally looking at the college Isaiah Thomas right here. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's a good way of putting it. But at least Isaiah Thomas tries on defense. I was re-watching the, I think it was the NC State game. and there's No, it was the Clemson game. And there's so many times where he's just, he's not paying attention to off-ball. He's getting abused on off-ball and on-ball screens. Um, I expect Florida State to run a few plays where they get him in the post if they keep running man-to-man defense, because they've been doing it for some reason, even though their depth has been impacted with the losses of Keith Stone and Dane Gack. So we'll see if they keep running man-to-man. I'm not expecting they will, but we'll see. Yeah, and speaking of those losses, Miami has a very short rotation right now. They have three guys averaging over 30 minutes, um, another guy averaging 28.6, and fifth highest on the team, 24 minutes. So this is a team, they don't run a very deep rotation, and that's just another area that Florida State will have the advantage in. Yeah, I expect Florida State to try and run these guys up and down the floor. Um, it happened last year when they were injury depleted, and Chris Likes had his worst game of his career, going over 12 from the floor and finishing just a point. I expect that. I expect the similar thing to try and happen for Florida State. They're going to have that in their game plan to try and run these guys. Um, whether that happens, who knows? Because Miami, the one thing Miami's good at is taking care of the ball and not fouling. So, I don't know. I'm I'm very I'm very worried about this game. I don't know why, but I am. I feel. I mean, if anything, I would say this is probably the spot to start getting worried. Coming off a win over Virginia, 
at home and just the recent stretch that Florida State has had recently, they're they're in line for a game where they're a little bit off and they have to fight to the final seconds for a win against a lesser competition. I mean, it happened against Virginia, which you kind of expect, but against a team like Miami, you're not expecting to be sweating it out. And their next two games after this are bigger games, Notre Dame and at Virginia. Those are two better opponents, and you don't want to be looking ahead to those two opponents, even though they're better teams. Right. And, yeah, I mean, we'll get to see if they're looking ahead tomorrow afternoon. You want to make a score prediction for it? Or anything else you want to add before we make score predictions? No, let's let's go right into score predictions. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a higher-scoring game because Miami yeah. has a good offense, but they're horrible defensively. Um, I'll say Florida State. 76 Miami 71 yeah and I was thinking Florida State 78 Miami 70 so pretty high scoring game that FSU should once again be able to pull out probably in the last couple minutes sweet deal well you know what I think we should go ahead and get our guest onto the podcast unless we want to run through our questions first what do you or not our questions but our fun trivia and fun facts i think we should leave that till the end though what do you guys think whatever you want to do so we get our guest on here that sent us these badass looking cookies that have our logo on them uh that were sent to us they look perfect and everything i say we go ahead and bring our guest onto the podcast so they can talk to us about our special gift uh, to the here the spear pod podcast well i say we go ahead and jump in with our guest that just joined us just a few moments ago uh good old heath our biggest probably our biggest here the spear fan and no game day fan also his wife sent us these awesome looking cookies and me and dustin both got them awesome and get to get didn't uh wasn't able to receive them because he lives up there um in nowhere land we don't really care where he lives but oh man a roast on fish or for no reason um uh, good old Charlotte. So it's just me and Dustin here in Tallahassee. But these these cookies came out beautiful, man. Your your wife came in and made some awesome. Look, it's got our NG logo, embossed it looks like, and then also feathers too that are looking incredible. Yeah, man. Um, like I like I said, she just she's really she's taking the cookie thing and just ran with it, and it's it's really it's blown up around town, like especially. Um. I told y'all earlier she's doing anywhere from 200 to 300 cookies a week and like she's she's mainly like she's doing holiday specials is her big thing and so i know during christmas there was an eight eight day span where she made it was like 500 cookies i think so i mean but financially it's awesome um but she's super busy on top of taking care of two kids and me so but the cookie thing has been great for us, no, no doubt. And um, uh, it was cool that Dustin was so open to 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 let me mail y'all some for no <laughs> for no reason. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I, I, we're gonna, I'm putting these out tomorrow. 
on our social and she did i mean i'm looking at it our logo looks about the exact same as it does it, digitally. yeah it's a replica it's, <laughs> it's insane yeah um dustin are you gonna try one live right now are you are you gonna try one live right now I am. I am. I'm just making sure you're going to try yours. But it just, wait, it just depends which one you're going to eat, though, the Feather or the NG logo, because I feel so bad eating the NG logo. Cause it that's, dude, that's, exa- <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. It looks so great. I don't want to eat it. But the Feather uh, looks good, too. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna take a bite out of the Feather. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got to ponder on the NG logo for a little bit longer. But I see these I don't know things. if I can eat it. I know, look, I got them right here. Let's see. Let's see what I got. Wait, is yours ready, Dustin? Yeah, I'm ready. I got mine out on a plate. I'm I'm prepared. <laughs> do you have a do you have a cup of milk next to it too? Got some water. <laughs> I am Ooh, ready. Logan's go. got a natty light next to his. I, I actually Dang. do have a beer next to me right Dang. now. <laughs> you like natty light, natty ice? I'd rather drink toilet water. <laughs> 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 Wasn't expecting that comment. <laughs> Come on. Jesus Christ. I'll give you a break. You're a college student. Thank That's all you, you can afford. I'm still drinking. I'm still drinking cheap beer. These we'll cookies are his dinner. He couldn't even get dinner tonight. Okay. Now, I'm not that damn poor. Jesus. <laughs> if I was really that poor, I'd go eat at friggin' Austin's workplace. Here we go. I knew <laughs> it was <coming. laughs> This wasn't called for. <laughs> Austin knew it was it coming. It had to happen. <laughs> We've right, done like go. three podcasts without it. It All was right, coming. It. I was going to say, this we... are we ready to try a cookie? I think I'm ready. I'm ready. And then we'll jump into questions after that. They Let's smell do it. good, dude. Yeah, they do smell good. I love I'm right, taking a bite out of mine. I'm going to try and I see if I can. All Goodbye. right, well, they're trying theirs. Does your wife have a process of getting the logos this perfect? And she's probably going to kill me for this, but, um, <laughs> so she bought this. It's like, it's a, you know, like the old school projectors that you would take notes on in high school. Yeah. It's like that, but it's just scaled down. I mean, it's, it's solely for like cookies and cake decorating. And so it just like makes them more efficient. And you know what I mean? Like if you have like if somebody orders two dozen cookies of a, a logo, then they're all going to be exactly the same. So that makes sense. That's like you said, it's definitely more efficient. And yeah, and it just I don't know. It makes people feel better paying for better quality stuff. That tastes good. That does taste good. Mm. Dustin, are you good? You all right there, bro? I'm over here chomping on mine. <laughs> So you found out Dustin's a slow eater. Yeah, he is it's a slow. big cookie. It is, it is actually a big well, mouth. We're not. <laughs> we were thinking just one bite, Dustin, not all of it. Yeah, but I started. I took one bite and then I needed a couple more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all. dude, it's a it's a damn good sugar cookie. Damn. That that is good though. I said it before the show. I was holding it, and it's like the perfect amount of firm, but also soft. Yeah, no, no, it's thick too. Yeah, it's a big cookie. Yeah, I, I love. It. I'm just, I'm, I'm still waiting to, to bite the NG logo. I just don't know if I can do it. Yeah, I'm. I flipped it upside down, then, then ate it. 
<laughs> this is so sad. I didn't want to look at it in the eyes before I ate it. Okay. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> know exactly what you're doing anyways <laughs> did we ever did we ever shout out heaps wife's instagram no. so so the instagram uh, you can go guys go check her out she made some incredible if you guys haven't yet go check out our twitter too this is where the pictures will be of the cookies um heath's awesome wife sent us these you can check her out on instagram at tnt cookies underscore uh, these are incredible um and like yeah, i said they're on they're on our Twitter. They also taste amazing, but the design work is incredible, and we definitely appreciate it. This is the first time we've had someone send us anything. Uh, <laughs> I am, I'm glad it's something like this where we Except can also eat it. Hate mail. <laughs> yeah. Really just at <laughs> Dustin's inbox, but <laughs> nobody else. Um, but, yeah, this, this is incredible. So thank her again for us, Heath, um, and appreciate yeah, you always uh, supporting us too, man. Yeah. Now, I was going to tell you before you just uncontrollably laughed. Um, <laughs> you can uh, you can contemplate eating the NG cookie for about two weeks. I think they stay fresh for about two weeks. Wow. So oh. it's so I'm pretty smart then. Okay. One thing one thing I wanted to ask you is what's the what's the pricing normally like? So um, just like those cookies right there, they they would have been about two dollars a piece. Oh, that's, I mean, that's not bad. Better than insomnia cookies. You know, it's, it's, I, I don't know. Like, to me, it sounds crazy because, like, most of her orders so far have been, like, little kid birthday parties. Like, she's done some Toy Story cookies. Like, she just, today, she just delivered um, some Minecraft cookies for, like, an elementary school kid. Hmm. But these people are buying like $70 worth of cookies for birthday parties just to get chomped and thrown on the floor and stomped on. But, <laughs> but like I said, I'm, I'm <laughs> thankful. I'm, I'm thankful for it. No, no doubt. Thankful for the success she's having. Yeah. And I mean, man, it's like we've been saying, this is, it's really awesome. They taste amazing. I'm gonna make sure to, to tweet out your wife's Instagram <clears throat> on my, on my personal Twitter Hopefully we can do something on the Noel game day and hear the spirit Twitter as well, just to get some more um, visual on her Instagram. Because if you go, if you go look at the account, I mean, she's got so many different cookies on here. The designs are amazing. I mean, anything you could really ask for and also make sure to check out the pictures of the cookies we're going to post on uh, Hear the spear and Noel game day Twitter. I say I say we jump into some questions here. Why don't we to end off the podcast and then um, get into some fun facts and FSU trivia that Dustin and Austin also have to continue to compete in. I don't have a fun fact for yeah, you. I'm loading mine up right now. Yeah, so start looking at it. First of all, we got a question from Trey Roland. You know, this is the second time this week. I don't know if he's wanting to just you know, try us with anything. Luckily, this isn't wrestling related. Uh, but like I said, we're going to try to do a combo podcast coming up soon. But Trey says, gun to the head. The announcers wow. of the next <laughs> FSU basketball game can only cite facts about Leonard Hamilton's gospel record label. 
or Michael Ojo's custom shoe construction? You choose. Well, I feel like when Ojo was there, that's all we heard about anyways. So I'm used to four years of it, or I guess three years, because I was there for the fourth. So, and I, I like hearing about Leonard Hamilton's gospel record label, so let's keep hearing about it. I want to hear Coach Hamilton sing, just full out. Well, I mean, you did get to hear him sing the Christmas song if you watched yeah, the no, video. Yeah, no, but I, I, want, I want to see, of course <laughs> I watched it. I just, I want to see just him, though. Did, yeah. uh, did, did y'all listen to his interview this morning? Oh, with um, Packer and Durham. I was at work. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I did. I know he, he mentioned on there that, or he asked them if they listened to uh, their Christmas carol that they made in the locker room, and he said that he uh, he really wanted to sing solo, but <laughs> he decided not to. <laughs> and apparently and maybe, they went through multiple, multiple takes until he felt they got it right, which is amazing. I mean, that's what Leonard Hamilton does. Yeah, it's, it's just he gets amazing. it right. <laughs> Next question is from at Julian Geverts asks, "Do you think our basketball team will win the NCAA championship?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just so early for that. It's, it's yeah. January seventeenth when we're recording this, and the tournament's all about matchups. I think Florida State has a great shot. This is their greatest chance they'll have arguably ever since that 1973 appearance um but until we know who we're playing you can't really say yeah like Austin said it's it's just it's too early to try and predict that I think right now you can comfortably say they're one of the best teams in college basketball and they just have to close out the ACC schedule on the tournament and stay hot going into the NCAA tournament because it's it's normally not the best team that wins the NCAA tournament. It's who's playing the best basketball right now. And that's what and Florida again, State needs to do And again, do they have March. to be healthy. They weren't healthy last year, and that really cost them. Yeah. Trent Forrest, I don't know if he's ever played an NCAA tournament healthy. Um, the Elite Eight run, he was healthy. He was hurt early in the year, but he came back, and by about mid-February, he was 100%. Yeah, so if he if he's looking like that this March, how, how are you feeling about Forest State's chances? He was our best player that run. I know Terrence Mann and Phil Cover had the flashier stat lines, and Fiondu had the game-saving plays against Xavier, but he was the engine that made that run, and if he's that healthy against whoever we're playing in this tournament, good luck, college basketball. <laughs> and see, I'm, for me, I say... If we still had Cabin Gailey this year, and, and then and if you know we weren't plagued with any injuries, I'd say we'd be undefeated. And I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, I think I don't with, disagree. Yeah, yeah I don't I, that's for sure. I, I think with Cabin Gailey down low, no injuries. I don't I don't know who could beat us. Yeah, can you imagine if they had Cabin Gailey? Because one of the main problems with the team right now is the depth of the bigs. And if you had Kevin Gelly, I mean, it's a totally different ball game out there. Yeah. Or even Ike Obiagu. Let's yeah. not talk about that. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there. We don't bring his name up on this podcast. <laughs> wow. I Dustin gets very up. sad. Yeah. Dustin gets very that's sad. That's the most that... depressing thing that's happened to me in recent years, which <laughs> I'm, I mean, I guess I have a good life. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, the next question up on the list is football related. Uh, Tram L eighty Tram L B eighty five asks if the roster stays the same, all players available and eligible, etc. 
Give me your starting offense and defense heading to Atlanta. So this one is very spread out. Yeah, and hopefully you guys are fully prepared for it because this has been on y'all's Twitter, or at least Dustin's for a while, so Dustin shouldn't be complaining. Would would you rather do it, instead of one person having to list out every single starter, would you rather do it like position by position, position group by position group, or? I guess so. I mean, that's the easiest. Probably need to break Um, that Well, let's. I mean, this is a hard one. This is a tough one. This is a lot. I mean, the offensive line is offensive line and linebackers are what stick out to me the most. But um, and quarterback, we don't know what we're doing with quarterback. Yeah, quarterback is very tough. This feels like a a, a running back. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. You still don't know what Lady is doing. I, I think Tramel's trying to mess with us because we haven't even gotten to even just give us spring. Or not spring, yeah, spring ball first, <laughs> and let us contemplate a little bit. This is a tough one. Um, hmm. I mean, I can start off. I'll just say it. I think <clears throat> as long as James Blackman doesn't transfer, he's going to be Florida State starting quarterback in twenty twenty. Bold statement. Bold I agree st- with that. I just I think the two true freshmen are extremely talented, but I just don't know if it'll be enough to beat out a guy that's already played three years at the collegiate level. Yeah, and he's surprisingly high up in Florida State's record books when it comes to passing yards as well. So, yeah, I agree with Dawson. If he doesn't transfer, I think Blackman will start. I think there will be a very good competition quarterback-wise. I don't know what it is. Uh... Norvell got to see Blackman firsthand in El Paso for the bowl game um, against Arizona. And he chose to pass on a grad transfer. Mm -hmm. That is correct, (laughs) yes. Um, But I do think that he is going to let there be – there's obviously going to be a a big quarterback battle. Um, There is a reason, though, for me that uh, Norvell and Florida State pushed hard to bring – Obviously, Florida State needs depth at quarterback. That's obvious. Um, but it seems like he was very, very hard on doing the most intricate things. Uh, he did it with Morvin Joseph, but obviously picked Tennessee. But he did it with Chubba Purdy and was able to flip him from Louisville and Florida State. I'm not saying that he'll he'll be the starter in Atlanta because obviously the favorite and money that you'll put on would be James Blackman. But uh, I do think Purdy over um, – over Roadmaker will uh, be a little bit more bigger of a competition than than maybe some might think. I think I mean I think there's going to be a great competition no matter what. Uh, the safer bet is Blackman, but I do think Purdy. There's a reason why Norvell went hard after um, Purdy. I think one thing that we should do, you know, I think this creates a good question from Tremel B. I think this is something that we should you know start a segment off on kind of dissecting every position group throughout the whole entire offseason. Each week we go through a position group, go through the details, guys that we that Florida State lost, guys that Florida State is bringing in, um, and kind of dissect that after signing day is over to kind of be more accurate on what we're um, predicting. Because I think right now it's all over the place. Guys are leaving. Um, guys are coming in. There's grad transfers coming in. It's really hard to predict it right now. I think it's a very good question. I think it just be- would be better off if we answered it and make more sense if we anf- answered it in you know four weeks or so. It, it might that, even make that's more a sense very... to wait until after the spring because we're I think we're expecting a few more transfers after the spring semester's over. 
That's a lot of words to say you're not prepared to answer it, Logan. <laughs> you know, I just try to save. I just try to save everyone's ass. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, I know you're ready, but I guarantee you'll be wrong in a lot of it by the end of this well, goddamn. I mean, probably. He's wrong anyways. Yeah. Just let him be wrong. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. At least I tried. Yeah, I know. We 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 appreciate <laughs> your participation, Dustin. We understand that. We really do. All right. It's understandable. All right, let's jump into So that was pretty much a majority of our questions. There's nothing much else, right, guys? Unless I'm missing anything. No, that was all the questions. It wasn't a majority. It was every single one of them. Nope, that was pretty much it. So I think now we need to run through our FSU trivia. I think now both guys are tied, if I'm correct. Is that is that true? Justin's up. Or two oh, it's 2-1. I think it might be 2-1. It's all right, I'm going to lose It's tonight. either 2-1 or 3-1. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty close to one another. If you're new to the podcast, we usually do a FSU sports trivia where guys will compete, and if they get the answer right, they'll take the lead on the week of the podcast. Um, and currently, Dustin has a 2-1 lead on Austin Vizi, the basketball guru. Man, oh man. You guys ready? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right. Golly, Let's that take was one hilarious. Bite of this cookie, one second. They're good, bro. Yeah, right. they, then they Heath, you didn't off. poison these, right? You got to let me know right now. <laughs> You should be good. You should be good. <laughs> At least for another couple hours, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's head into another series of FSU Hear the Spirit trivia. I'll never get the name right, so don't worry about it. I'm going to win. I got the power of the cookies. All right. Let's get back into awards and trophies. Oh, God. So you guys are – here we go. You are going to learn more about former players <sighs> – what years they won their awards so here we go and what year <laughs> the Derek brooks who we had on hear the spear as a guest what year did he win the jack lambert trophy for the best linebacker in the country what year 1991 1993 or 1994 oh dude i thought you were telling me the answer i know i was like uh, what um i'll say I'll say 1994. 1994. Actually, I'll say 1993. Yeah, 93. 1994 is the answer. Dude, I psyched myself out. Yeah. Should we really have to answer these two? Yeah, you got to let Heath answer. Yeah. We'll do the next one here. This is the same kind of
Oh God. Um. Two seconds. Yeah, ninety-two. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen ninety-two is the correct answer. Okay. He didn't want to do it. Jones. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Now, this is a pretty interesting question here because we move over to the Butkus Award, who's also a recognition for the best linebacker in the country. What year did Marvin Jones win this? 1992, 1993, or 1994? I'm uh, rolling I'll with say, 90. Go ahead, Heath. I'm rolling with 92 again. Solely because well. yeah, solely because that was the year I was born. That's that's what I'm <laughs> Good one. That is correct. The 1992 right. was the year Marvin Jones won the Buckus Award for the best linebacker in the country. Shout out to the greatest name in football history, Dick Buckus. Here we go. <laughs> Here's another good one. In what year did Tavares McFadden win the Jack? Yeah, 16. Jack you ain't got to finish the question. Eight interceptions, if you want to go that far, too. I can remember because it's the only time he did shit. <laughs> and, he still got, and he still got destroyed like the whole it was weird because he would give up like a 70 yard touchdown and then get an interception so i'm like are you good or bad pick one and, and then he next bad. year he just didn't even get the yeah he picked bad and the the miami touchdown is burned in my head for my life oh you didn't have to say that that's that's messed up he i know <laughs> uh, i just remember right. we played south florida that year and the first play of the game i was like Hey, Tavares McFadden's about to get destroyed for a touchdown. And literally, they scored a touchdown on him the first play. You know what? We had a guest on here before on here, the Spear, who won this award before Tavares McFadden. That was Terrell Buckley. And what year, though, did Terrell Buckley win the Best Defensive Back Award from the Jack Tatum Trophy? 1991, 1993, or 1994? I'll say 91. Yeah, I'll say 91, too. Yep, 91 for me. The correct answer is 1991. Terrell Buckley won the Jack Tatum Trophy. We're not guessing too bad tonight. Everybody's doing a very good job. Except for the first question, but we can edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On to the next one for the Jim Thorpe Award. We're staying defensively tonight. In what year did Deion Sanders win the the best defensive back in the country award regarding the Jim Thorpe Award? 1986, 1988, or 1989? Oh, my guess is any one of those three. Uh, Eight seconds left. I'll go with 19... What was it again? Say it one more time. 86, 88, 89. 86, 88, 89. Uh, I'll I'll say say 89. 88. I'm going to say 88. Dustin's going to take a major lead here. Power of the cookie. 1988. 
Size bullied. Heath uh, also gets the win here. I on hate his, this segment. Undefeated is Heath. On Stop his, with the trophies. <laughs> no one cares. Dustin <laughs> is so happy. Austin is depressed. He has work tomorrow at 6 a.m. too. I want to go to bed. <laughs> Just to add that <laughs> onto there. That is a what now? A three to one lead for Dustin Lewis after having a terrible year. You know, not to ignore that. He had a terrible year last year. and I lost and, by and one this, round. <laughs> terrible year for Dustin Lewis in 2019. He is making <laughs> up here. Proud of him. Any thoughts here, uh, Dustin? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I said it before, 2020, it, it's different here. And also, the, these cookies have, have the magic. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to kick. I don't want to kick Austin while he's down, but uh, we're tied up one-one. Man, oh, you're one to zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. a better record than Austin. Can we not? <laughs> oh no. Well, are y'all ready for fun fact to end off? Oh God, I forgot. Podcast. I've got mine ready. I'm I'm good to go. Austin has his fun fact segment. Pick. Answer ready. I am also ready whenever. Austin, do you want to start us off so Dustin can search for his disgusting... I'm, I'm good. I got mine. Oh, then go ahead, Dustin. Lead the way. All right. In 2008, Michael Vick's present in- intramural football team went 3-5, and five, so I guess they didn't have any dog in them. Oh. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> In 2008, Michael Vick's present intramural football team went three and five, so I guess they didn't have any dog in them. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! See, it took me 30 seconds to find that. What y'all got? Mine's nowhere well, that's near. just sad that sad. you have that already. That I can yeah. go to my I can go to my secondary fun fact. No, no, we're good. It's a lot more PG. Yeah. I mean, that was oh, PG, no. anyways. You're just talking about prison that's fine um i'll go ahead and go in 1923 going all the way back uh mm-hmm. jockey frank hayes died while riding his horse but he his body stayed on the saddle and his horse won the race making him the only jockey to win the race while dead <laughs> that's funny actually i don't know if that's a fun fact it, but it's not funny but it's interesting oh well then i suck that i laugh at that <laughs> all right i've got mine uh it takes three thousand cows to supply the nfl with enough leather for a year's supply of football (laughs) three thousand chick-fil-a's gonna be happy to hear that good lord (laughs) every year that's astonishing can they just recycle some footballs? Yeah, seriously. I don't know. They're giving them away to people, and some might be worn out or something. I don't know. I don't have any excuses for them. Obviously, that's a lot of cows. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, a fair I think, number, I would say. Yeah, most certainly. Well, I think that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Hear the Spear. Once again, shout out to Heath. 
and also his wife for making these incredible cookies that also look amazing, but also taste really good. Thank you, Heath, for coming on with us. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I really, uh, really enjoyed it. Of course. And thanks for listening. Also, to everybody else listening, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. If you're on iTunes, feel free to rate us five stars. It actually really helps out a lot. Like I said, if you rate us five stars and leave a review, we will shout you out on the next podcast. If you don't do it, then go screw yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, if you're listening on iTunes still at this point, please rate us five stars. It helps us a lot. And I, I promise I will give you a shout out personally alone, which will mean a lot to you, I know. Um, and then also, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified every time we record a new and publish a new podcast. Um, if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Hear the Spear. And the guys' Twitters are below. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Florida State faces Miami tomorrow. Florida State wins that game. And you can look at Florida State being in the top six, even the top five on uh, the next ranking uh, nationally. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's weekend. I'll talk to you guys next week.